Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps. My co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering the Bachelorette finale for season 18. It's episode 10, I think. Um, Chris, <laughs> it is the first first uh, post-Christmas recording that we've done. So how did your Christmas go? Well, Dave, I had plenty of food, regretted every single bit of it at this point, but at the time I didn't. I drank a lot, a lot of Jack Daniels was going down, Prosecco. I got from Samantha, which is one of the greatest presents ever, a smoking the bandit, as in Burt Reynolds, (laughs) Funko Pop from the film. So I've got it right next to me, Dave. It's one of the greatest presents ever. And there is one where he sat in the Trans Am, which which is my dream (laughs) car. So, no, honestly, we had a great time, the three of us. Obviously, Jordan's 21, so it's slightly different. But just being together and watching films and eating shit is... uh, He's good, mate. So what about you with the kids? Obviously, the kids are... I'm jealous in some respects because your kids are all that age where it's still exciting, opening presents. Yeah, I mean, they're a bit older, so, like, Santa Claus isn't really a a thing, but still young enough to to get that kind of excitement in the morning. So, yeah, yeah, that was really good fun. And uh, I was was struggling a bit. I was really busy with work coming up to Christmas. And so, uh, like, I was thinking, oh, have I got enough? You know, I normally like to have a spreadsheet, Chris, you know, and just write down. Because when you've got three of them, you're like, oh, who who have I bought for what again? (laughs) (laughs) You know, because you're sort of buying from about October-ish usually, aren't you? So it was a bit of a rush this time. And then I realized in, in the week leading up to it, I sort of overshot it a little bit. So I've had to hold some back even, um, which we'll do for birthday presents. But uh, no, just fantastic. But like self, you know, ate too much, uh, drank too much. Uh, it was fucking brilliant. But now it's back to the gym <laughs> and it is hard, hard work. <laughs> I feel you, Dave. I've trained twice since <laughs> Boxing Day. This morning as well, I feel you, my friend. This is getting old nonsense. It's not what I signed up for. I used to be able to just go in that gym and just do whatever I want. And I, and I tell you what, I am having to nurse my body at the moment through these workouts. But at least we're doing something, Dave. We are redeeming ourselves and maybe them couple of pounds we've put on, we'll, we'll get them off before New Year. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> now, Chris... <laughs> We, we, I don't know. Where do you want to start with the bachelorette? We wow. were down to Brandon and Nate. And uh, what, what did you reckon to this finale? <laughs> well, Dave, I, I actually thought this was the best Christmas present I'd had because it's fucking finished now. <laughs> so, <laughs> have we not got like a, a, a reunion or something? Maybe. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I know Clayton's fucking coming in thick and fast and he's oh, fucking my God. drab series. But, but no. I, th- I think the, the thing is, the way this episode played out, we got a little bit more of a personality from Nate. I think mean, Brandon's been down the line the same person. I think he, he's overcommitted. Like you say, we, we laughed about him asking the parents for hand in marriage a few episodes <laughs> ago. Nate's been a little guarded, but I think there's a great chemistry with Michelle. But I've got to say, Dave, and I know we can talk about the episode, I didn't like Nate at all in this episode. I really think they are going to be releasing a statement in the next couple of months, if they haven't already, saying they are not together. 
Well, I did just check, Chris, just before we started to record. Are they still together? And they are, Chris. And apparently they received 200 grand to put down on a house together. I mean, if I was going to receive 200 grand to stick down on a house, I'd quite happily couple up with you. <laughs> you know, I, I could stick it out for six months i'm sure um i've got to agree with you chris i'm watching this episode and uh, uh, so spoiler alert i'm sure uh, everyone who's listening must have watched it but or, or i know some people actually listen along don't they even though they don't watch it it's probably the right choice chris <laughs> all through is. this all through this episode you're kind of thinking Brandon has got nothing left to give. He has given absolutely everything. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Michelle's parents love him. He's just, he is the sort of guy you marry, isn't he? Yes. And Nate, I just, he just comes across as untrustworthy to me because he's saying the right things, but the, well, not even the right things. Eventually, he's kind of saying the right things, but they have to be really extracted out of him. And the way he says it, it's like under duress, you know, and I, I don't know what it is. He's kind of, he's come up with this defense mechanism that, you know, he's just, he finds it difficult to open up and what have you. But I don't know. I, th- I think, to be honest, Michelle's parents had the read on him right. You know, especially the mum. She's like, she obviously really got along with Brandon. But Nate, you know, she's, she just wasn't feeling it from him at all. And he's kind of like, oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry if I convey that, you know. Again, he's, he's trying to say the right words, but none of it comes across as authentic. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think what was weird was... They've done a very good job with the editing on Nate. I think because some, I'm with you, there was a lot of red flags in this episode and it's it's ridiculous that she ended up picking him. I, the Brandon one, I think he could literally become a stalker, Dave, like I think, and, and, and he seemed really intense and that. But his intentions seemed honourable. Whatever we think, you know, he's gone all in, two-footy tackle. He's done a Chris Phelps, basically, Dave. He's gone in from day one and he's been <laughs> looking at real estate for him and everything. Now, obviously, if they, Nate and Michelle are happy, they get a house together, We, we, you know, if they're going to commit to something like that, then fair enough, that's fine. I'm happy to be wrong. But I just felt that any the, the stuff Michelle asked him, Nate just seemed really coy about everything. There was a, like, say, a mum was a bit off. It, I, I just, I don't know. I, and I don't know. And sometimes I think, do they pick, what, did you pick Nate for that reason? Because it leaves her a door back into the Bachelor Nation so she can go on another show because of this failed thing. Because I think Tasha's going to be the next one who's going to pop up on one of the shows. Like you said, I think that's a great call. She could potentially become the Bachelorette again because she only got half a series because what happened with Claire. So I, I've got, got to tell you this. Go on, so again, in, in my kind of little little uh, five-minute Google before, it, it did flash up as well about Tasha and the reasons for her and Zach splitting, and apparently it was all to do with their schedule. And apparently, Chris, they grew apart yeah. in a year. Yeah. They grew apart. Yeah. <laughs> don't, if you don't live together, <laughs> if, if you don't live together, you only get together when you're doing publicity shots, Dave. It's pretty easy to fucking drink. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no apart. growing. There's no real growing apart in a year, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it just it is... it couldn't 
keep it covered for any longer. Oh, Dave, I tell you what was making me laugh. Fucking Caitlin. Now, obviously, her and Tasia have been the presenters. We know <laughs> Tasia wasn't there because, unfortunately, she'd been around somebody who had COVID and she had to isolate, literally at the last minute. That's, you know, it's not her fault. Oh, my God, Dave. We're talking about Clayton. Fucking Caitlin was like a fucking... She was so wooden. It was unbelievable. There was a comment later on she said about, like, with, when she was saying, like, oh, my God, I'm just not cut out for this show and uh, I get too emotional. And there was no tears. There was no emotion. <laughs> she was reading off an auto cue because you could see that someone yeah. had written for her. I was like, you are about as fake as everyone else on this show, Caitlin. It just seemed, we're talking about Nate not being genuine. Caitlin's delivery of this <laughs> stuff that was written for I was sat there going, bring fucking Tasia back. We need Tasia back. Oh, I thought you were going to talk. No, I didn't say the C word. <laughs> <laughs> I would never say that about that prick, Dave. But, but I did honestly think it shows that Tasia's actually... She's cut out to be a presenter. Caitlin isn't for me. I thought she she absolutely fluffed the lines, Dave, on this episode. It was really wooden. Yeah, I mean, they, they're all reading. They they always read off auto cues, don't they? But yeah. the good presenters, it. yeah, they they make it seem like they're not. Whereas she literally is like she's reading out loud in class. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and I'm going to tell, Dave, a Chris Phelps story now, okay? So, and I haven't, I haven't sent you this yet. I need to send it yet. So I don't ever mention on the podcast, but I got asked because I do a company pod, a podcast that I started and, and created on like mental health and, and different things around the business, interview various different companies and that, and, and external, internal. And then they decided that they were going to do, because our CEOs are seen as sort of a bit robotic, can, can you come and do an interview, a TV style interview like this? Never done anything like that before properly, Dave. Never at all. So I'd written a script. You know I don't write scripts. I don't follow scripts. You you are the preparation person. You are brilliant, as we always say. I'm the guy who jumps out of a plane without a parachute and then realizes when I'm fucking two thousand feet above <laughs> the ground. That's me. But still I'm, shouting, yippee! Still, yippee. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all right when I get to the floor. So I'll happen. I'll figure it out be, down there. Yeah, it'll be a trampoline or something. I'll land on it. But but no, honestly. So I've done this little script. And we did this presenting and everyone was like, this is so good. So the way they flipped it was, they said, do we like sort of dry intro, but we're going to do the proper intro at the end of the, in the interview that you do with the co-CEOs. And we'll put it in because the lighting will be right. You'll be fresh. We'll do it. So I did all that. And I didn't follow the script completely, but I had in my head what I'd done. I had a quick blimp at it and I sort of ad-libbed it. Everything was going well until all of a sudden they went, right, Chris, we need you to do an outro. So I had a co-presenter. Uh, one of the ladies from work, she was a co-presenter interviewing both CEOs. Dave, I fought that up. I don't know how many times, you know, to try and make it genuine. I, I literally, it must, and then I was swearing. <laughs> like, oh, we can't use this, Chris. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell, you know, but this is a work thing. So I understand my very small, my very first ever presenting job and whether it might oh, be my only ever day, if I don't know. But it is difficult, but also I couldn't read off an auto cue, and that's what I found watching it. This is just me from a very basic, low level doing it. It's difficult, and it's difficult to follow a script that you've created, but I just felt she was just looking into the camera, and you could see her eyes going, oh, that's terrible. I was pissing myself. I rewound that <laughs> bit as well. If anyone gets to see it, I think it's towards the end of the episode, and it was just awful. It was just so terribly put together for her. She might be brilliant, Dave, if she's not just reading off an autocue and she's ad-libbing. She could be great, but I just found the whole delivery of the episode, it summed up the whole series, really, how fake it was. Yeah. I mean, look, 
it, it's like any skill, isn't it? You know, presenting is, is not oh, something you're just innately good at, you know, or, yeah. or, or some yeah. people might be, you know, <clears throat> come with a set of skills that lend themselves to being quite good at it. But it's still like anything. You, you've got to practice. And yeah. even when it was Tasha and Caitlin, you always felt like Caitlin was kind of in the shadows. And yes. I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's the producers giving Tasha more. I just think she she just has some of that more natural charisma. Um, but I, did you notice as well, Lewis saying, oh, there's been a lot of talk online, but, you know, everyone here has been tested and all of the audience have to wear masks. And I thought, well, that's a fucking weird thing to say, isn't it? And you've got yeah. this weird kind of relationship between the bachelor and bachelorette and bachelor nation you know all, all the fans and reddit and stuff like that you've got this this weird kind of back and forth about it um i, I just thought that was incredibly weird for a show to call out no i'm with you on that and like even the little segments there was that guy in the pasta the spaghetti and i'm like the old that? guy I don't remember. I don't even remember anything in the series that, like, you know, like a, an in joke, like something really bad happened. Like if they'd got a pizza and it was, you know, like, is it Peter? And it was someone yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. And he's eating a pizza and he's like doing the New York accent and he's thinking, oh, get out of here or whatever. I can buy that. It's a bit corny, but he was just sat there eating fucking spaghetti bolognese. Like, so so that was about. a bit, of, I, I think that was a bit of an elf callback wasn't it because he had like the pasta and then he was putting maple syrup on it and like gummy bears and shit so that, that's what elf does will ferrell isn't it and oh, i thought right right i get you yeah. but he kept popping up and it's like what is this, is this guy is this someone's dad like I say maybe this is an in joke that like we're just not privy to um i just I did, love that. <laughs> just didn't think it was utterly random just dragged it Dragged in some fat bloke from the street. Yeah, come on, mate. We'll stick you on TV eating shit. <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre, wasn't it? <laughs> That's a good shout that day, actually. <laughs> really good shout that. You know, you know, we, we're like three series in now, aren't we? Of, of the Bachelor, so we've done the Bachelorette, the Bachelor, and this is the Bachelorette again. And I, I find that I do like when the parents and outer family are not trained in this fake bollocks yeah. because. I've been thinking about the Bachelorette a lot and the, and the Bachelor. Basically, the, the actual, and I'm going to say this wrong, but the actual premise of this show is for you to have a polyamorous relationship, isn't it? You, you're basically, they're condoning you having more than one relationship. That's the whole point. That what We said yeah. it's weird that they will snog 15 guys in one night and a guy will snog 15 girls in one night. And, and, then, nobody... and then all talk about fucking yeah. how cheating is. is yeah, a deal cheating's breaker. terrible and <laughs> he's spending the night with him and all this. And I, and I remember, I think it was on Matt's season, someone saying like, one of the family's like, well, why are you kissing all these girls? You know, like what? I don't get it. Because in a normal relationship, what the bachelor, that's why I always say about how being so fake. Nobody, look, Dave, it'd be a dream for men and women if you could just go around snogging 15 women and nobody, you know, 15 men, women, whatever, and, and it's just part of life and then just accept it. I mean, you couldn't do that in real life, Dave. I'd be fucking, I'd have me fucking nuts in advice, Dave, if that happens, you know what I mean? So I just, I just, I, I, I love the premise of it, but the actual, when I sit back and think about it, and I love absolutely ripping the piss out of it like we do, but the sit back thinking, it just isn't 
it isn't none of it is what would be a real life. I don't know. I can't explain it, but I love the, the idea, but the delivery always just falls a bit short for me. Well, the thing that the parents bring to it, and, and both sets of parents, so the, the boys' parents, the girls' parents, they bring that dose of realism. Because as silly as the concept is, you know, we kind of get sucked into it, don't we? You know, and, and it's just, yeah. it, it, it has become normalized for us. <laughs> Remember our first season, it's like, fucking, they're going off snogging, like, you know, 10 different blokes. It's fucking weird, you know, yeah. and in the middle of fucking a pandemic as well, it just seems even more weird. But for the parents who are not necessarily bought in, you get some of them, don't you, who are like, you know, this is what my son or daughter, you know, that's clearly what they want to do with their life. So I'm going to play along. I want what's best for them. Whereas you have the other ones who are like, oh, this is a bit silly, really, isn't it? You know, <laughs> especially for the, for the parents of the guys in this situation. I mean, it must be, I put myself in that situation and I'm thinking, well, okay, so you come in and... Uh, you know, uh, Michelle, you're very lovely, uh, but you're having this same conversation with uh, three other sets of parents or four other sets of parents or whatever it was. Yeah. And it's like, that's just fucking weird. So all the normal convention of like meeting the parents for the first time and like, do you get on and, you know, parents giving them a bit of a grilling and whatever, you've got this added factor where it's, it's not exclusive. You know, it's not the normal convention of things. And so uh, he even had Michelle's mum, you know, just literally before Nate's walking in. And, you know, sound does not necessarily travel in a straight line, Chris. Um, yeah. She's saying about, you know, I wonder how he'll compare to Brandon or something like that. And it's just, he just pops his head around the corner. Hello. Um so, yeah, it's just fucking weird, isn't it? So it's great when parents aren't quite in on it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're just kind of calling it out for what it is. Yeah, and, and look, Dave, I think also in society, the way we've grown up, who are we to say this is how you should select, you know, the normal conventional way? Why is this format wrong? Because it isn't. People will do this in life. We, we know that this happens, men and women, but... I doesn't mean I'm right. We've just, everyone in the world has been brought up this one way, aren't you? You are loyal to that one person you stay to, you stay with and stuff. You know, if it's almost like you've got a tick list and you're sort of going through the tick list until you get to that point. It, look, the TV show's gone for years. It's just me thinking out loud. I think you're right. I think there might be people listening going, well, who says that that is the right way to select a partner in the normal way? I don't know. I, the only thing I'd say is, None of these relationships pretty much stayed together, did it? These two, one or two, we've got like the odd kid here and then still together. But most of the time, we get that random statement, don't we? You know, we've we've decided to because we're doing Love Island and we're going to do the, the finish Love Island Australia. So we finished that. I know the show's finished, and then we're going to do a catch up. I've got a catch up bit that I'm, I'm putting together, Dave. Nice, can't wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about some of those I, statements. Then I think. I've got a good <laughs> feeling about some of these couples. <laughs> Dave, I'll tell you what, Dave, I'll put a bet on with you right now. I'll give you whatever odds you want. <laughs> but I, I think the, the, the issue that I have that 
that this is okay uh, or or this would translate to the real world because there are people who who are polyamorous aren't there of course there is, yeah the thing is if if they're open about that and then the other partner has a choice you know they yeah. could be polyamorous as well but yes. it's not yeah. with this i mean michelle cannot lose the the only way well the only way she can lose is if she chooses the wrong person but yeah she is walking out with someone whereas the guys have that one choice bachelorette or not bachelorette i mean yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's what i don't think is uh, I, I don't think quite translates to the real world yeah and i'm sorry for taking us down the rabbit hole because i know we're, we're talking about the thing but it, it, i love coming away from these shows even love island and stuff and, and married at first sight due about the 22nd of jan david i cannot wait for that it's just gonna be amazing <laughs> yeah. um but i think it does it does question how we're all brought up, how you've got to go to tight with the relationships and that. This is what, even though it's ridiculous reality nonsense, it does, you know, I suppose I should be thinking about deep and meaningful things, Dave, but what I'm thinking about is how <laughs> does this format work? This is how my brain works. Not like, you know, thinking about my retirement plan or what I'm going to do, thinking minds about why have they come up with this fucking concept for a reality show? You know, this is how I work, Dave, and I'm sat at night not worrying about my family and everything. I'm just, Think sat up thinking, I don't understand why they've come up with this format, but there you go. That's how my brain works. I, I'm guessing, and, and some of the bachelor historians can probably correct me at, at, at my speculation, but think about it. It's like fucking 20 odd years ago, isn't it? So, yeah, you know, and, and society was a little bit different then, you know, and, and maybe just maybe, Chris, that it was more of a thing where you have this, uh, eligible bachelor you know he's good looking he's rich he's successful and you know clearly if you're a good looking lady the only thing you want to do in life is to get married to him yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah so yeah, i think yeah. that's i can see why this concept came about I, i'm just in 2021 i'm just like I, i'm embracing it for the bit of nonsense that it is but yeah yeah, that's, that is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. And, course, and getting back to you're right, Dave. It's always good to have a chat about it. But I think getting back to it, I, I'm watching it and it runs for an hour and a half. It's 90 minutes show. Realistic, it's two hours that it was on, but with the adverts, it's about 90 minutes. And it just felt it was just padded and padded and padded. And I, I just kept thinking, please just get to the fucking end. I don't care. <laughs> I knew the way it was going to go. I knew she was going to bin Brandon off because he got a lot of time at the start. Then it was Nate. And then it went back to Brandon. And I thought, hang on, time-wise, looking at the scale, Brandon's getting binned off. And it played out exactly like we said. I think there's great chemistry between her, Nate and Michelle. But Brandon was the one. If you're ever going to have a happy ever after ending, he was the man she should have picked, I think. I think so. And and like everything pointed towards the fact that she was going to choose Brandon. And yeah. if she was making the choice completely with her head, Chris, I'm sure she would have. Yes. <laughs> but the reality is, you know, let's say Brandon is an eight. Nate is a nine or a 10, isn't he? You know, he yeah. is a good looking bloke. Yeah. Well, he did almost everything to fuck it up for himself. Yeah, I yeah. just felt <laughs> none of the answers that he gave to either Michelle or to her parents were yeah. any good. I, yeah. I just think he just had crap answers all along the way. 
but he's fit and Michelle fancied him. So, yeah. so that's it. We've endured 10 episodes of this shit and she could have probably picked him on day one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we said Nate or Joe. I'd said Joe. You said yeah. Nate. You were, you were right. You know, the the um, real reality radar seemed to come true. They set this series for you, Dave. You've got far more predictions than the real reality radar. You know, what do we call yours? The... The actual the superior radar. I, <laughs> I don't think we oh, did. Oh, we could, we could... <laughs> no, I think that was just me. <laughs> I think everyone listening probably agrees with that, Dave. But yeah, the, the, the radar was that Mr. Horrocks, you get the award for this series, I've got to say, my friend. Because uh, I, I mean, you I did still scratching my head a little bit about Joe, because particularly with the basketball connection and everything. And like yeah. say, when they had that one-on-one in particular, it, it did genuinely make me think back and or not think back, but when I'm thinking back now to that episode and it made me think at that time, you know what? I, I could see them just chilling out at a weekend or something, having a bit of one-on-one basketball, having a laugh and what have you. It just, they did seem to be quite well matched, but um I did think the whole ghosting thing would come back to bite him. Um, I, whether it was that or whether it was something else, who knows? But uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I have to look at this uh, this series and think Nate's done almost nothing to win this. <laughs> he's not he's not come in. I don't think with a particular rock solid game plan like some of the others. Um, he's just gone there, looked pretty fit, looked like a tasty dish. And that's enough to win it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Good looking guy. They look good as a couple, Dave. They do. They do. Um, And, you know, one of the reasons we do love this, this genre of TV, Chris, is to see the drama, but also it's to see a young uh, cocky man's (laughs) dreams crushed. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I've got all the answers. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was trying to figure out the continuity with Brandon. So, uh, I mean, my heart did go out to him, to be honest. I'm only taking the piss. But um, when he was going off and then he keeps looking back, it was like, it was a bit like a comedy. (laughs) I'm going, are you sure? Are you sure you've made that choice? (laughs) Um, But then when he got up to the top, his shirt was soaking wet through. You know, when he was doing the the talking into the VT and it's like, oh, well, I could fight for her, but, you know, I know she's made her decision. And then it was dry and then it was a little bit wet and then it was soaking again. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what is going on here? I mean, it, I don't know if you noticed, but his shirt was absolutely, in some of the scenes, was absolutely soaking wet through. Yes. And I'm like. Is that literally from your tears, or are you just sweating your ass off? What I, I couldn't figure out what was going on there. No, and you know, you say that. What gets for me is when they break up, like Brandon's there and he's got hold of her and he's touching her face and all that, and he's like, you know, it's okay. And she's like, no, it's not okay, and he's so upset. And he's a great setting, and Michelle's absolutely in tears, Dave. And it's like, and they're showing like the camera close-ups of her. Brandon's upset. She literally has to flip in literally minutes and there's Nate and she's like, oh, <laughs> nice to see you. The tears have gone. Fucking crocodile tears for the camera have gone. And she's all in then, isn't she? You know, she's engaged to and everything. I, I love that. I love the way. I'm not saying it happens as he goes, he walks on Nate, all's forgiven. But the way 
they film it looks brilliant. It's like, oh, hang on, I've got to be upset for this. But you know what? Here's the man of my dreams. Let's go. So it was very, it was very well put together, but funny because it just looked like, okay, I can stop, <laughs> I can stop crying now. I can cry. Uh, yeah, makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. So it was a great setting. I mean, the backdrop of it was amazing where they were. It, it, it looks did lovely. you not think though? It was a pretty poor choice. I mean, it looked fantastic, but the sound was horrendous because you couldn't you couldn't hardly hear what they were saying because the waves were so damn loud. And I know they've got the, you know, the the uh, it's not called a boom arm, is it? Uh, whatever the sound thing is that they stick over their head to pick up the sound but you've still got this massive background noise with the with the waves in the background i think if you were there and in real life you know absolutely fantastic but i just thought for tv it was it was a bit of a poor choice really you know what it's funny you said that because i watched it on prime on my phone in the gym, Dave, the final, mm. and I'm with you on that. It was difficult. I thought it was me. I was like, am I going deaf? Because I always get told by my AirPods to turn the sound down because I have it on full blast no matter what, what I'm watching. <laughs> so I, I thought it was me. But I, honestly, it's a great spot that I just, I thought maybe because I had it on my headphones, that was what the issue was. I mm. didn't watch it on the telly. Yeah. But yeah, now you've said that, you, you're not the only one. I think the thing is, it played out. They got engaged. Let's see where they go. You know, in the back of my head, Dave, I don't know why they've never done this. And they may have done this, and I, I could be wrong here. So please, if someone listening is like, no, Chris, you're wrong, because I know we've we've not been there from the start on The Bachelor, Bachelorette. These two would be perfect for their own spin-off reality show. And I'm wondering whether that's why they've put a down payment on the house, you know, and all this stuff, because they, there's more life in their their story, I think. I think you could get some... Like, like we, we did um, uh, Married at... Not Married at First Sight, uh, Love is Blind. And you've got Cameron mm-hmm. and his wife, I can't remember her name is, and they've got that reality YouTube channel, which has got ridiculous oh, numbers. Do you remember, yeah, Dave? I, would, yeah. I did it as like yeah. a recap dinner when we did Love is Blind. And they have got loads. He's at home with whatever his second name is, but he's like, he buys a, a Jeep. That's got like nearly a million views. They, they've, they've really done what they're giving relationship advice about. These two, if they're clever enough, and as long as they're not stuck into one, like a bachelor contract where they're not allowed to do anything, they, mm. they, I think they could do something maybe on YouTube or, or something. They, they could literally get their own reality show because it'd be, it'd be good to do a proper behind the scenes of what actually goes on. And I don't think they're ever going to do behind the curtain thing. But I, don't, nice. I don't think they're allowed no. to, are they? That's what I mean. <laughs> I don't think the contracts, they have to do it. They have to just do this fucking you know, sleeping beauty relationship bollocks that they do, you know, like the, the prince and the princess stuff that goes on every series. But I'd be interested yeah. in that. So apparently, because there was that series Unreal, wasn't there? And yes. apparently the Bachelor franchise was going a bit nuts on it because it's showing a bit too much on what goes behind the curtain. Um, so I think, and, and I don't know if they did one or two series. Actually, i tell you what, Chris, that, that might be something for us to tackle because we're looking for something for a couple of weeks aren't we we're going to have in between finishing off uh love island and then going into maths australia yes yes Mm? check out a few episodes of that maybe Mm? yeah yeah maybe but yeah I, i i don't think they're allowed to speak about what goes on behind the scenes and even if it's not even if the contract has an expiry there's kind of like they've got a vested interest 
in keeping the secret going, keeping the yes. mysticism of it going. Yes, I agree. You know, because they just dine out on this franchise for God knows how long. I think Brandon would have made a good bachelor, but you know, I don't know if they generally pick someone who's further back in the pack. You know, you'd have thought the favorite for the next bachelor you'd have thought would have been the person who finished runner-up kind of thing but it doesn't seem to work that way so they will um most of them apart from the people who left early will end up you know in in future seasons no doubt yeah that's a good point um yeah, I'm with you on that, Dave. And I do think we'll, we'll see more. We'll see more of him, definitely. He seems a nice guy, Brandon. I'll be interested if we were at whatever show he goes on, how quickly he falls in love with the either the, the Bachelorette or if he's the <laughs> or whatever, you know what I mean? Because he did seem to go quite early. You know what I mean? So let's see, let's see. But Dave, I mean, is there anything else to say on this? Because it was a pretty boring run-of-the-mill episode. I, I think so. By the time it gets to this, um, you know, it's down to two. They were definitely making us think that, well, Brandon's got this in the bag and then for no real reason, <laughs> it just goes around and she picks Nate, despite the fact that Gut is telling her uh, to go to Brandon. Her mum is telling her uh, Brandon's the better option. But yeah, like I say, Nate seemed to have this get out of jail free that, you know, he, he needs to open up more and stuff and he's afraid of being hurt and all this stuff. Not sure I buy it, but let's see. Let's see where they go. I am grateful, Chris, that this is a 10 episode season. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to. It's usually about 13, isn't it? So uh, yeah. we got out of having three extra episodes here. <laughs> and I don't know if Bachelor are just... I don't know if they're trying. Obviously, we only came into this in lockdown, didn't we? So I don't know if it was like this before, but like Clayton's season starts on the 3rd of fucking January. It oh. is relentless, Chris. There is no time to breathe at all between these seasons. And I just, I think it's a bit nuts. Yeah, and also it's a, it's a stretch for our friendship, Dave, because we're going to have to go straight <laughs> No, I, I think we, we could we can obviously uh, watching our leisure time, Chris. <laughs> if we want, <laughs> like this is a fucking job. Oh, um, I'm going no, to I, <laughs> I, I think sorry. if if we're doing maths, we can't be doing Bachelor again. <laughs> we literally oh, said on the last no. episode we're not doing two concurrent seasons again. <laughs> oh my god, I know, but we're going to get asked. <laughs> yeah, <We're> gonna go. <laughs> I. I may watch it. <laughs> right, listen. Just... Let's... Fuck off. Don't. Look, if we're going to commit to it, we need to, we'll, we'll have to do both if we're going to do it. Because we did have three on the go, but we have talked about this off the podcast. And every, it is that fucking Al Pacino Godfather free. Every time we think we're out, we're dragged back in. <laughs> the you trouble is, it... it's the euphoria of finishing a season. And Bachelorette yeah. does it to me. A Bachelor slash Bachelorette does it to me more than any other series. And I get to the end and I think, oh, thank fuck that's over. I wonder yeah. when the next one's starting. Yeah, yeah. It does. <laughs> it's, it's like that. Like I've having a tattoo done at the moment and I was in so much pain and I'm going back there tomorrow to have the finishing touches. Oh. And I've got, and I know like I was in absolute agony. It's only two weeks ago, wasn't it? And I'm just getting the colouring done and a few bits that I'd not finished. 
And it's my cousin. You know, I love my cousin. He loves me, Dave. You don't give a fuck how much pain I'm in. And literally, yeah. I'm like, as soon as I come home, I'm like, I'm never having that done ever again. And now I'm like, oh, what can I add to it? So I think you just forget that pain. But I've, I've, I'm sort of, I'm sort of, um, you're intrigued, don't you? I want to fucking lay into Clayton because he's a fucking absolute. I just don't. The I thing just, is, you know, you know that basically he's going to do everything that the producers ask him to do. Yes, <laughs> he's yes. just going to be an absolute fucking generic puppet. And it, as bland as he is, it's going to be the situations that go on around him, and they'll manipulate him. And so I kind of, you know, we should stop this conversation now because I can see where it's going. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's just stop it. Everyone will discuss this off podcast. Anyway, right. So as always, guys, big thank you for persevering with us this season. If you've enjoyed The Bachelor, Bachelorette, I hope you've enjoyed our, you know, chat and, you know, we, we, we poke fun at it, but we won't be doing it if we didn't enjoy some some bits of it. I think the, the talking is the one for me. I always say, me and you chatting, what makes it. But honestly, thank you so much, guys. And please make sure you all have a good new year as we go into 2022. It's been fantastic, the amount of people who've listened, downloaded, retweet, got involved with the conversations. You've agreed, disagreed with us. It doesn't matter. As long as you're with us on it and we're all just chatting about reality TV, which we love, it's just brilliant. So thank you. And if you do get a chance, get over to your podcast catching up and drop myself and Dave a review on the show. And then we'll read them out, good or bad. We're not afraid to read them out, which is it's always good fun, that. Get over to Facebook, Chris and A's Reality TV Cast. That's where we talk about all the shows we do, when we get little snippets, insider stuff. A lot of our great friends over there on the Reddit sub-forums and that, the subreddits, and they know all sorts of stuff more than we do. So it's always nice to get a bit of tea on there. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, at CD Reality Cast. And if you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. But also, if you do want to support us a little bit more, get over to patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. So today's roll call of honor and the last one of 2021. Massive thank you to every single one of our Patreons, past and present. Everyone who supported us over the last 18 months, we really appreciate you guys. Thank you. So today we have Kent Gustafsson, Lucky Lily Green, Lauren, Susan, Priscilla, Dee Dee, Katie, Libby, Helen, Joanna, Zoe, Amy, Noreen, Brianna, Helen, Keith, and Michelle. So thank you so much, guys. And make sure every single person listening has a great new year. And hopefully all of us will win the lottery and we never have to work again. And me and you can record every single day of reality TV. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, Chris, we... Uh... That was it. That was 2021. Um, yeah, it wasn't what it promised to be, was it, when we were here last year and no. <laughs> looking at like, fucking hell, 2020 was a nightmare, wasn't it? Can't wait for the new year. So uh, <laughs> not really going to be predicting too much for next year. Just hope everyone's safe and uh, we'll still be here. Yeah, of course we will, mate. You make sure you have a good new year as well, Dave. You too, mate. All right. right. Thanks a lot, Chris. And thanks to everyone out there for listening. And we'll see you next year. Take care. Bye.